Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Tiago da Costa. I'm with Toric. Today I have the pleasure of talking to Tony Pileska from Cross Anderson Construction. Tony, please give us a quick intro and, and brief background. Sure. Um, thank you for the intro. Um, yeah, I'm Tony Pileska. I'm the CIO here at Cross Anderson. Um, I'm also in charge of the digital, tra digital transformation here. Um, and I came in in January of 2000. And uh, Krauss Anderson is a family of companies. So under the realm of what I support, I and support all of our development, all of our financial services, all of our uh, realty and um, realty side, our realty arm, um, and our construction arm of this. And with the construction arm, we do have a variety of, of you know other ventures inside of that that we support um, as well. And I do have a direct tie-in to our insurance uh, organization, um, though they are a separate entity. Um, we definitely support them on the IT side of the things that we do here. So and I started here in January of 2000, uh, right, right as the uh, pandemic was coming in. So it was quite the uh, transition um, into Krauss Anderson as I started my job and went directly virtual and had to help the organization do it just as I was learning about what the organization did. So awesome. Yeah, it was a great moment to join construction companies as they had to be on site and everybody that's digital was supposed to be on the office. So it was an interesting moment for construction. So today we'll be talking about data analytics, data integration operations, discussing your journey to the cloud and journey with data. Um, so I have a few questions prepared that I'll, um, I'll ask in uh, you feel free to dive into any level of detail uh, that would be interesting to the audience. Uh, keep this really as as, as interesting as as, as detailed as you want, and we can dive into any of these topics. Um, so one first high level question that I have is um, about your data strategy. So maybe you can give us some background on what is the data strategy today and how you came to it. Sure. So I think, you know, I. I and I'll kind of go into who I am and, and as I was walk, coming into this organization, why they hired me was uh, a big part of the digital transformation is having a good foundation on data and how I've done this in the past as a consultant and as a CIO at different organizations. And um, with that, you know, um, coming into the construction industry, I think there is definitely a lot of, there's a lot of venture capital money going into systems a lot of systems that are built that don't talk to each other and a lot of systems that um, were structured to be the source of truth um, for um, construction, but not interface um, well with other systems. And I've just seen that across the board. And I think part of our data strategy here is, is defining um, systems and sources of truth first kind of agnostic uh, of where we want to go, just kind of defining that current state and, and really making sure that, that when we say source of truth, we know what that means for each group of people and the roles that they have within the organization. And one of the ways we've gone about that is, is I always use these three numbers, 80, 15, 5. And I always say that 80% of what we do is just the people and how they use the tools. 15% is about the processes that they have to create what they do, um, good or bad. And 5% is around the technology that they have uh, to do it because there's a lot of technology that's out there, right? 
So when you look at that, and that's really 95% is about the people in the process, you must have a strong handle around that as you're defining your data strategy. And it comes down into really defining that. And to do that, you also have to um, really set a language um, within the organization around how you talk about data. There's a lot of acronyms in every single business, but in construction, there's definitely some unique things that are talked about differently by different groups and different vertical markets. And I think that a big part of our data strategy was sitting down and making sure we were all saying the same thing and understanding the differences of what we said to really define sources of truth to get to a kind of a standard, right? And just a foundational level of how we talk about things. Um, even the word data, you know, what does that mean? Give an example around that. I think that, you know, structurally, there's a lot of, I need a report because I put data into this system. I need this report to tell me information. And it comes out of one system, then I'll take that report and I'll go look at this other system to see if this data matches. And that's kind of the mantra of how people were using data here. And, you know, just learning those aspects of what they do as we talked about sources of truth was really important to kind of create our data strategy. And the last piece that I'll talk about before we go into another question is really defining our systems that we have, our systems of record and what was created in the, to create those sources of truth and what were core systems and what were supplemental systems um, and kind of kind of what does the pipeline look like um, as we look at our data and and what what were the different groups of people's usage because it was different across the board. So we kind of had to define that as is state so that we could send ha, see if we had the right people, right roles to define our data strategy for what we wanted to do going forward. So that was kind of foundational. And I'll stop there to see if see if I answered your question well enough to then talk about where we're going next. Yeah, that was that was a great dive. I mean, it's not unique um, to to see companies going through that transition and actually finding out that maybe like what they used to call something over this at this department is called a different thing in another department or needs to be labeled in the same way or that somebody types their cost codes in a certain way and somebody types in another way and just that makes everything very hard after at the end so as you say it is you know the training to the people the processes and i think the technology to help you in the back end of it um, i'll be curious to know like as you went through this journey what what were some of the um the changes that you've seen um as you matured yeah well, again, <laughs> that's, I didn't want to go too far into the strategy, but I think, you know, what you would find is that different groups um, would create custom fields that didn't need cr to be created because other groups were doing the same thing, right? So we may have an, a custom email field created in for HRIS in one component that was could have been used the same way in for the PMs in another unit, you know? And so, so custom data fields were, were rampant without really definition across the board. And we really had to start looking at our modeling and data and how we made our de decisions for a uh, scope of change and custom data fields. And those types of things were the things that were uncovered as we went through our journey. And we also saw that we were storing data at different time intervals in different systems that made some data, 
I'd say historically wrong, but that data was still being recorded to be the correct data. Um, you know, as as you were looking at some of the things going forward. And the third major thing is that, um, and again, it's normal to have data as it transitions through its life cycle become the source of truth at different points in times. I think the thing that we were seeing was that it did when once it transitioned, some groups were looking at the old data as being the source of truth still, you know, depending on what your role is within the organization. And the third major thing was was that we didn't define kind of core systems and supplemental systems really well. It, they were all just systems that we added data to. So we had to really start talking about things like ETL, processing data, data warehousing in a whole new light of which they'd never talked about before because we use systems. Uh, we used, we didn't have a data strategy before I was here. It was the data was in the system that you used. And if you interface with that system, it was still in that system that you use. There was never no, there wasn't an external view into how can we hone this data better for things like Power BI and analytics and modeling and those kind of things. So those were some of the things that we had to, to kind of set the stage and start educating on. So there's a whole education component that came into this. And, uh, and I'll talk about that conceptually, maybe uh, how did we do that maybe more as we get into other questions. Awesome. Yeah, I think, could you walk us through some of the data pipelines you current currently built or what is powering all of this today in terms of data pipelines, how you're moving data and making it ready for analytics as you hinted on um, right. with analysis? So, so we've kind of, I've used the term and I, I, I didn't coin this as other people probably use it too. I didn't start out with creating data lake. I created a data pond in the backyard <laughs> um, to start. And I really, we wanted to start small, wanted to do some, you know, proof of concept so that people could start to understand and see this stuff. Cause as you start talking about things like, Oh, we want to create, you know, a data warehouse. We want to use ETL. Um, you want to, we want to define our core systems and sources of truth and, and start reporting on that data differently. Um, you know, we we really took a effort as you talk about data pipelines to really define our core systems. What is what is our ERP system, and what are the data systems that that we say our core data here? What are our CRM systems, and what's the core data here? What are our core, you know, financial systems for budgeting and planning? Right, that are core systems outside of the ETL that have data that we should be lever leveraging into some of these things for, for future analytic usage. And we took these core systems and we created our data pond and we used, you know, I, I, I don't know how much you want me to go into the actual tools themselves, but we used Pentaho to do so. And I had to get some new resources in here. You know, I think one of the things that we learned in doing that, um, was that I didn't have, you know, which I had historically at other roles, I had uh, a data architect, right? I had a cloud architect and I had, um, you know, I had basically an engineering team that was around data at my fingertips. Coming into this industry, you know, I had to really start transforming people's roles and responsibilities, hire a few folks, you know, I had to get a DBA within house who could kind of, un who understood logic modeling, data, data modeling at a level which we could start talking about things like ETL and tool sets and, and data warehousing so that they could help start creating this structure for us. 
And we started with just proof of concepts with some core data structures to give people, you know, things that they were yearning for for a long time. But we didn't want to make it too big because we didn't want to take on these huge things. So we really did this kind of this whole, I'd say, conversation with the organization about if you could have the world around um, looking at data differently, what would be some of the things you'd want to do? And, you know, as we did some of the intake of that, we we looked at, at that and said, okay, some of these things would be easy. Let's kind of see if we could target some of these things to be proof of concept so that people could start seeing it, touching it, and buying into kind of the concept of what we're trying to do so that we could take on bigger things. So it kind of went to that POC to, you know, MVP to to kind of where we are today structure for what we were trying to do. And the foundation, you know, um, one of the things that I brought in-house was it, we use Pentaho. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Pentaho as our kind of our core ETL tool, but some of our other systems um, really we had to use kind of what they were what they were capable of, the, the things that they targeted us to use for ETL, but we defined that in our data strategy as we were creating kind of the structures for our pipeline to create kind of what kind of outputs we wanted. And that was our first intake into Power BI and some of those things to start giving people things that historically were possibly reports or Excel spreadsheets that they had pivot tables on, those kind of things that were exported out. We started getting them into the analytical world to see the dashboards around some of the historic data that we had on our projects in these systems. And that's kind of that was kind of our first jump into this. And kind of that was kind of how we create our initial data pond, as, as I like to call it. Thank you, Tony. And uh, your journey is awesome. To know more about these kinds of interviews, visit cdomagazine.tech for um, additional interviews with uh, CDOs like Tony. Thank you. Thank you so much.